The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? Kelsey Charles here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, I've got a pinch hitter today. Can I even call you a pinch hitter if you're the boss? Like, I feel like that's not the appropriate term for you, but it's fine. Um, I guess like it works. Like it's literally true, I suppose. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, I I worry sometimes that people get sick of hearing me on different Block and the Voice properties because they're probably like. Like, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, finally, like a break from RJ. I can hear Kelsey and Meg. Um, but now it's like, now I have to hear this guy again. His yeah. voice is awkward. Sometimes, you know, if he <laughs> takes a deep breath, it has a weird crack. So, I mean, um, my my insecurities are being highlighted here. Uh, something you're really good at. Thankfully. Yeah, of course. You're welcome for that. Um, so if you guys didn't hear him introduce himself because I'm rude and didn't introduce him, um, RJ Ocha <laughs> is on the podcast today. And so it's a girl and a boy talking boys on this Black Friday of all days. Do we have like a special going on on any of our like things? Because it's Black Friday. Is that a thing that we're we're doing? You would know. We do not have one. Um, I think you could say we're selling hope um, in in the Cowboys. So maybe that's all we've got. Um, I actually was going to do the whole like, I have a thing for you, Kelsey. So now I'm going to do it. Have you ordered anything on Black Friday or are you planning to order anything on Black Friday? And if you are, is it a PS5? Oh, um, no, I here's the thing. So I'm incredibly ADHD and um, I was never allowed to have video games ever growing up. Like I didn't have a Game Boy. I didn't even have like a GameCube. Like, is that a thing? GameCube? That was, was a thing. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Like, like, I don't know. The only games, like video games I played was like the little like Waffle Boy on you remember that? You remember that game where you like hit the space bar on your computer? No? Okay. I'm gonna shut up now. Um before I like make myself look even more ridiculous. But no, I will not be buying a PS5. Or is that what it's called? PS5. It is. Okay. Um I I I'm on the hunt for one. It's very frustrating if you didn't know that that's why i asked um i have been playing a game lately i've been playing a lot of chess um my wife and i watched we watched the queen's gambit so like we're those people um but okay i 
but so like i don't know who knows this about me and i don't mean this in like a super braggadocious way but i am a really badass chess player um i was on our school's team and we got second place in nationals and so like it's not like this like oh i like to play chess it's a hobby of mine thing like i'm legitimately literally very good at this game so um it's a lot of fun I've, i've been enjoying it um, so not to be braggadocious, but I was on the athletics team and I also, <laughs> <laughs> I also won the state history day competition. Um, so, you know, I just make sure like, I let you know about those things about myself really quickly. Cool. Not bragging cool. it at all. Just, just, these are just facts <laughs> about you're just, just like your, it's your resume. Yeah. Yeah. Like people need to know these things. Like I did the history, like a a history on JFK's assassination. And so like I won all the things. I don't know how we got here to based off the question you asked me. Um I did buy some things. I bought some I bought David Hellman his Christmas present. So I can't say what it is, but I I'm I'm the cheap friend that buys it on or the smart friend wherever way you want to look at it on yeah efficient. Friday. Yeah a hundred percent. So I bought him his his Christmas present. I bought myself um, some leather leggings because that feels like a necessity. Like the here where we're at right now is, especially after yesterday's game, I have already like major retail therapy has been had. I bought a full length sequin gown. Do I need that? Do I have an event I'm attending? No. Did I buy it this morning? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's really bad, actually. So I'm glad we're doing this podcast so I can stop shopping. I um, so I made a meme that we shared at BTB on on Thanksgiving, and it was it was um it was an episode of Friends. It was the Thanksgiving episode from season seven where they're peeking their heads out um because Monica and Chandler have locked them out. You know what I'm talking about? And I it was just a funny meme, and like it was like Andy Dalton Z clicking at the NFC East. Yeah. I have always thought that you and I have sort of a Ross Monica relationship. Um, but you go in leather leggings is a very, uh, you know, Ross circus season five move. Um, so congrats, I suppose I haven't bought anything yet. Um, I do have some like tabs open on my iPad for when I'm done with work for the day, I'm going to look around and see if there's anything, but I will say like, uh, of the like 700 emails I've gotten, Mm -hmm. there hasn't been a single thing that I've been like, wow. I need that. I need that full sequence gown. So I haven't had my full sequence gown moment. I hope that I do. But that's the thing about shopping is you don't need any, you don't need to need it. Like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like food. I'm like, listen, like you don't gotta be hungry to eat. Like that's why I'm not right. the skinny kid. Cause I'm like, it tastes good. So I'm going to, I'm going to eat it. And same with like True. shopping. I'm like, I need this dress because I'm saving money on what it would have been if I would have bought it at full price which i would have never bought it at full price unrelated i don't understand your friends reference because i've never really watched friends so i'm very sorry i realized that. like halfway into it that you wouldn't but the listener likely has seen who did you say we're like people ross and monica? we're like ross and monica they're siblings okay. um ross is the, so I was the like, one who's I was always like, ross reasonable and Rachel, i know we're like a thing so like that's no, not no, no. us and like no obviously yeah. ross, ross and monica are siblings i didn't and know so that yeah i honestly didn't know that for like it takes a while before i think you fully realize that they're siblings um but they are siblings and so we have that relationship yeah because again i'm i'm the like reasonable 
structured thought one. Uh -huh. You're the chaotic. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. I feel a lot of emotions one. Um, and 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 <laughs> that um that does. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that doesn't do well when the Cowboys are really bad. Um, we had we had like we had a day we had a day of of head above water. And um, now that's all gone. It's the spectrum so of emotions that I've experienced from the beginning of this week to the end of this week in Cowboys land is nothing short of insane. And I want to dive into that actually with you first, obviously, um, you know, like I'm sure we'll, cause that's just our nature. We'll be making a lot of jokes, but I do want to acknowledge the fact that like this week was really tough. Um, it was really, really tough, obviously with the loss of strength coach Marcus Paul. I mean, that was just a really, really sudden thing. And <clears throat> obviously very unexpected. He was young, healthy in shape. And it's like, that's one of the things in life where you just feel like you shake your fist at the sky and you're like, it's not fair, you know? And, yeah. um, that was really, really tough. I know for a lot of people, I didn't know him myself personally, but I know a lot of people that spent a lot of time with him. And um, there, a lot of people in that building are really shaken up right now, and rightfully so. Yeah, uh, tiny little peek behind the curtain. Um, by the time you and I are recording this, normally we've got GTB up, but it's been a hectic week and obviously holiday. And we hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, Kelsey. Um, but um, but but so we actually, you were like, we need to record. And I said, well, hang on, Mike McCarthy's got his press conference. So I did everything we do at the side for that. And I listened to every single one of Mike McCarthy's press conferences and I have never heard him as just emotionally distraught as he yeah. was on Friday. Um, I mean, very clearly. Um, and I thought, you know, and there's a lot of, from a football sense, a lot of picking at Mike McCarthy today and there will be for the next week. Uh, but I, I appreciate so much his candidness. He said specifically um, that he did not know how the Cowboys were going to play just right. with the emotion of it all. And I think some people look at that and are like, oh, you're a loser. What a, what kind of head coach doesn't know how his team's going to play? But like, that's the type of like transparency that I really admire and respect. Um, and certainly uh, was absent with Jason Garrett. Uh, not that he wasn't capable of showing emotion when necessary, but um, but I just, I thought that that was a, a great point of honesty from Mike McCarthy. And, and I think I, I hate to use that as, you know, what happened as, um, as like a data point for why the team played badly, sure. but, but I don't think there's any question that, um, the heaviness of the week weighed on them all throughout the game against Washington. And I don't think that, like, I, I totally agree with you. And I think it's worth noting the fact that, you know, McCarthy acknowledged, um, and not in full detail, which I don't think the details are necessary. And quite frankly, I, I, I think it would be intrusive and inappropriate to be, describing the full details of this man's, you know, last moments here. Um, but <clears throat> from what we know, it seemed to happen around a significant group of people. And a lot of people wit were, for were, were witnessing it or witnessed it very soon after. So not to mention just the fact that like they lost this man suddenly, but in the fashion that they lost him, I think was very, very distressing. Um, and like you said, I mean, you have to think about that when you consider this game, how could you not? I mean, if, if, if it was like literally 36 hours prior, 
Um, well, and, and they lost again. I hate to like get back to like formulaic thoughts on it, but they lost their like only true work day because of the severity of everything. Everything was yep. rightfully canceled on Tuesday. But so, I mean, again, like their, their week was disrupted in a linear sense and in like a grander sense. And it just, I mean, I, I think that showed. And, and again, it's, it sounds so ridiculous to talk about something so important and, and use it as a qualifier for a football game. But, um, but I don't think there's any doubt that this had a gigantic impact on, on their lack of preparation, if you want to call it that, and their overall flat performance. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think from our perspective, I know you feel similarly, but like I just, my heart breaks for this team. My heart breaks for this family. Um, I, you know, I'm, I just send all of my prayers and, and lifting them up because, you know, he's got kids and it just, it's, it's awful. And so um, obviously thinking about that, the Paul family throughout all of this, I want to make sure we acknowledge just a in general him and the legacy that you know he left behind which was such a, a good one and um the you know just the emotional impact it had on this team too so want to make sure we talked about that really quickly um uh you saw the mp stickers on the back of everyone's helmet during the game which was for marcus paul so um again they were carrying him with him with them during the game on thursday but um let's dive into the game a little bit more x's and o's wise the cowboys fall to three and eight you know, we thought the last Washington game was embarrassing. That was a word that I used to describe it. You know, obviously Andy Dalton went down. So like there were some factors that can, that went into it, but CD lamb really didn't have a good game. And, and, and I was thinking, well, we can only go up from here. 2020 said, hold my beer. And it literally, it was one of the ugliest performances. And I think a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of takeaways that we can dive into from that, but I'd love to just get your initial thoughts. I personally feel like the game itself, the final score doesn't fully, fully, fully reflect what I thought the entire game really represented. The entire game itself was nasty, but like it escalated so quickly, like in the fourth quarter, it just, it literally was the epitome of that escalated quickly. (laughs) And it was horrible. (laughs) So I said this on the post game show, um, and if you are not subscribed to the Blog and the Boys podcast network to listen to Kelsey and Meg all the time and all of our other wonderful people, Kelsey will not be getting you a Christmas gift on Black Friday. Um, and and just for the record, Kelsey will get everyone who is subscribed a Christmas gift. Uh-huh. That is, you know, I will on the true. on the SB Nation uh, credit card. Yes, continue. Keep going. <laughs> um, anyway, maximum um, value of hundred dollars. <laughs> so I. S- I said then that I thought the final score um, didn't didn't totally represent the game in that Dallas was never close. Right. And like, I think they were they weren't even as close as the score would suggest, which wasn't at all. But I also think to your point, like everything did kind of balloon and blow up like they it was competitive, but it was competitive in a way where like they were barely competitive. Yeah. Um, So I I think it like in in both ways, like represented opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, But so, cause like when the Amari touchdown happened, it felt like, Oh, that's it. Here they come. They're storming back. Right. Um, but I just, I don't know. Probably like his it, second it felt, touchdown for the year, by the way, that is so depressing. That um, literally, is. I, I, um, so you, you mentioned CD, 
Um, I write winners and losers after every game at bloggingtheboys.com. And for the first time this season, I had CD as a loser and he dropped the touchdown. I, I mean, everyone's been killing Kellen Moore. Um, I think it's inexcusable to only let Andy Dalton throw once when you get the ball on the four yard line after the Jalen Smith interception. But even then after, you know, the Cowboys had lost six yards, I thought Andy did a great job of finding CD and, and CD has to catch that. I mean, we, we, we talk so much about how CD's like already an alpha and already the, the, you know, the most aggressive receiver on the team, whatever. Well, you got to catch that. Like, that's just the reality of it. Um, I do think, and again, the, the other emotions, the heavier emotions as, as their own thing. I do think Cam Irving and Zach Martin going down on the first possession did, did sort of spark this, like, Oh God, like, here we go again. Like, you know, and I, I, I think it's impossible to not, you like realize that's a factor just because like it becomes this like self-fulfilling prophecy it becomes like oh i've seen this movie before uh the guy's gonna do something stupid and upset the girl and then he's gonna do a really romantic thing and get her back and like you know that's how this ends and like this only ended with washington just like death by a thousand paper cuts and then absolute pain in the fourth quarter and that's what happened it was it was awful it was it was embarrassing i was actually at the game um socially but when he went down, Zach, just the everything just was silent. And granted, obviously, it's a very like, you know, it's a way emptier stadium than normal. But it just was like the and I know this is so cliche, but it was like the whole entire air was like sucked out of it. It was just awful. Like every like it was like this collective like groan and then like head drop and yeah, like to your point, like I think I think this team was like another like again like something else. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And like Zach didn't even like you saw him go down, and he didn't even like hide the fact of like where he's grabbing and like how bad it was. And like, I guess I'm glad that when Carthy came out today and said it'd be a couple of weeks, but it was calf and like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess at least it's good that it's not something worse. But like, it just felt like. Like, are you serious right now? Like, what else? Like, what else? Like, I I joke about this a lot, but I mean it. I don't know who has the Dallas Cowboys voodoo doll, but put it down. Like, genuinely, put it down. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just really unsettling that we've had to watch multiple dudes like writhe in pain. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's you- terrifying. Do you actually, because we talked about this a lot, like injury wise at the the upfront, do you feel like it has kind of been like a multiple, like a, like a, um, a a compounding effect? Look at me, business school words. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, of just again, like starting the season off on, I get, dare I say the wrong foot, like having a short window to prepare and like not having the same preparations. And do you kind of feel like you had, you started with your season with the back your back against the wall preparation wise. And like, that's why it's, we've had so many injuries. Like, are we more focused on the season this year because we have less in our world to think about and, and focus in and distract us or are more players going down? Because this to me feels unnatural. It just does. So I think there's a lot of things here. I think every year there's always the like, there's like the tweet that's like the list of people that have been lost for the year. Right. And it's like, this year needs to end. And it's like, again, I'm not saying like it's normal, but like it does kind of happen like with somewhat regularity. Yeah. Um, so I think like from a league wide perspective, 
you know, again, this is an extremely unique year, but maybe it is sort of par for the course. Obviously, with regards to the Cowboys, this is, you know, this is hell. This is this is the extreme of all extremes from an injury standpoint. Um, to me, what it feels like, and for anyone who's unaware, Kelsey is in business school right now. She hustles and bustles. I don't think Kelsey has slept literally all season, by the way, with the no. like 10 shows she hosts and like 16 classes she's in. We're in finals um, right now, so things are going well. <laughs> Um, That's why but, there's no video so for this. Ha. This, this did not happen to me a lot, but um, my my first time taking physics at Texas A&M University, the best school in the state of Texas and in the world, mm-hmm. um, it was really hard. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to – this definitely never happened to Kelsey, but maybe this has happened to somebody. You ever get, like, like a 16 on a test, like the first test of the year, right? And yeah. so like, after you get the really bad grade, you sort of sit and have this like moment of reflection. And then you start doing the math. You're like, okay, I need to get like this, 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 and this to like get an A in this class. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so like that has become your new like sort of measuring stick. And then the next test comes around and you don't get the score that you needed. And so then you're like, okay, now I need this, 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 and this if I want to like salvage a B out of this class. And right. so then then like you, the next test comes around, you still don't get it. And so you're like, you're continually like not only chasing your tail, but you're like, you're chasing your tail and like holding this and juggling this. And like, that's what it's been. This has been this like constant, you know, like, how do we plug this hole? How do we fix this? How do we, you know, put this player on IR to make, you know, take advantage of the three week, you know, rule, whatever. And it's just, it's never ending. Um, And so I do think there is a sense of, you know, and you say like, we don't have as many things to focus on. I also have been a little sports overwhelmed this fall because we had the NBA finals. We had the world series, the masters, like there in a, in a way, like I have felt sort of distracted from football, but, um, and I don't know, like I do, I also think there's this, like this tendency from some people to like check out when crap gets really bad. And so then they see the headline, like, Oh, Zach Martin got hurt. It's like, yeah, that's all that's happened this season. Everybody's getting hurt. And so I think it's a combination of all factors. I know that was kind of a cop out answer. Um, it was, but (laughs) (laughs) I do actually respect it because it makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just, to me, like you said, it, it's, it never gets easier for me to watch guys like in pain. And it just, it's been very, very unsettling to me, the, the volume of injuries that I feel like this team has experienced. And, you know, I'm, I'm very ready for a fresh page to be turned <laughs> because this is just, it's, it's just, it's upsetting. It's not fun. It's, it's, painful it there's no really good positive words I can use to describe what this team is going through right now and I'm not trying to be rude when I say that but like it's like we come on here and I'm like well, I don't know what you want. I like I can only find so many little victories like I'm about to start like it's really about to get very little victory Monday on us because it's so few and far in between um it's microscopic little victory Monday for Kelsey it is. um but yeah. And like, I don't know. I do think this is the thing. The fact that the NFC East is this like joke that the Cowboys are in has made all of this more painful. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's, it's almost this, like, I wish that like one of these teams was like at this point, like what 
like seven and three or whatever, you know, like just like like put us out of this misery. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) we're just sitting here um, like on on, you know, like looking around. It's like we don't want this. (laughs) And and you you keep it's like it's terrible. And so I don't know this. This has been like 2015 sucked a lot. Uh, but this has sucked in in its very own special and unique way, um, in a terrible way. And I I just like I'm left feeling bad for a lot of people. Like I feel really badly for Mike McCarthy. I feel really badly for Andy Dalton because like in this game, I thought Andy Dalton played well enough to win. And I thought he got no help from his coaching staff. I thought, obviously, he lost his two tackles. I thought defensively, you know, it it wasn't like a disaster, but it it just did him no favors. I thought Andy Dalton played really well. And I feel really bad that Andy Dalton, you know, saw this opportunity, said, let me go to the Cowboys. Who knows what happens? I can sort of, you know, resuscitate my career, so to speak. And he got that opportunity, albeit by unfortunate circumstances. And he's he's doing his part. Like, Like, how many times have we said things like, like, oh, if Andy Dellum could just be average, if the Cowboys defense could just be average, like they would be fine. And those things are kind of happening, but they're still not only not fine, but they're a disaster, which is kind of amazing uh, in its own special way as well. Well, I want to dive into that a little bit more because I think just observations from the game, you know, we talked about the fact like the score was kind of deceiving at times in good ways and in bad, but coaching decisions, I feel like were a big topic of conversation as well. And the questionable calls that were made at at questionable times, if you will, I'll kind of go through a few of mine. I'm sure you have a few of yours, but I I think the first one, and there was more that came before that, but this one especially was like very head scratching to me, like the second quarter and there's 23 seconds left and the Cowboys call a timeout when they're about to potentially kick a field goal on fourth down. And I'm like, why like what are I'm again like I don't consider myself an expert in terms of like you know situational football and where I think things should be like definitely area of improvement and things that like I like to that's why I watch Baldy's breakdowns and all this other stuff but like I'm sitting there and I'm like I'm like what am I missing that you know that I don't know that literally no one else seems to know and I know you're a coach and I'm not, but like, what was the point of that? That could have gone really wrong. See, I like to, um, my dad has this like sort of point of guidance for me. Anytime I want to do something, he's always like, well, what's your objective? Like, like if this, if this goes the way you want, like what good comes from it? And that's how I assess a lot of things in life. Um, and that's how I like assess a lot of things the Cowboys coaches do. It's like, okay, in your best like plan, what happens there? And, and again, like it, it certainly seems like they were very phased um, throughout this entire game. So maybe that is like, you know, partly responsible for a lot of the like head scratching decisions, but yeah. And that's why like uh, th- there was legitimate stock in Mike McCarthy. Like the stock was rising after the close game in Philly, the close game against the Steelers, the yeah. win against Minnesota. Yeah. And it, it does feel like a lot of that was undone because these were not just like, okay, you made decisions that lost, it, it was you made decisions that make no logical sense um, for me. Um, I know everybody's talking about the the fake punt, uh, which was whatever. And while we've been talking, John Fossil said that Hunter Nieswander was the first read for Cedric Wilson. So, again, why are you like why? Whatever. But 
I want to go beyond that. The next series after the Cowboys don't get the fake punt and Washington scores. So at this point, there's even less time on the clock and they're trailing by more points than they originally were. And they have established, okay, we don't believe in punting on fourth down. We're that desperate. And it gets to fourth down and they punt. And like, that's the kind of thing like that to me screams give up. Um, And like, I hate to say people quit, but like that looked like a team that had quit again, a lot of circumstances on their plate at that moment, but um, it was a lot of brokenness and and a really kind of humiliating effort from the coaching staff. You had on that fake point, you had rookies uh, (laughs) who were, who were calling that play like before, I don't even know who it was, but he's a rookie. And I was like watching the replay. And he's literally like motion and I'm like, oh my God, like they knew. And we, we didn't even try to like fake it fully. And I was like, I, and, and I felt bad for Cedric Wilson because it felt like he had an open receiver at one point. I was like, did you see that? Like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It just was like a very hot mess express whole entire ordeal. And I think that this, this fan base and has been calling for more aggressive coaching plays and more aggressive, just, you know, I guess style in general, but at what point does aggressive crossover into the territory of unreasonable irresponsible? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's a better word. Like in that, like the fourth and one is a great example of that. Go for that. Cool. We're all with you. Like the meme of LeBron and the kids with the backpacks, like we're all on board with the decision to go for it but don't overthink yourself. Like, don't get cute. Don't make it complicated. Like just QB sneak that thing. Like Andy Dalton can just fall forward. Ezekiel Elliott, your, your team owner is saying that he thinks that's the best player on the team, hand the ball off to him. And I actually like, I don't mean to like hijack this like segment or whatever, but so earlier today, the day we're recording, Jerry Jones went on the radio on 105 through the fan and gassed up Zeke and Jalen again. And I like, I also feel bad for Zeke and Jalen. And I get that Jerry is, is going to go to bat for his players and he loves his guys and everything. But dude, read the room because right now people are pissed at Zeke yeah. and at Jalen and their contracts. And you like hyping them up is only making matters more difficult for them, which is actually unfair to Zeke and Jalen. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, Zeke had another fumble. And at this point, he's, you know, I had so. <laughs> someone texted me I guess they had like a prop bet on Zeke and I and like and I was like listen like I'm one of Zeke's biggest fans but like that's on you if you're putting money on him when he's literally leading his position in fumbles right now like in the league like we're leading the league in all the wrong ways and now I think it's he's got six this season five that have been lost completely four of them led to touchdowns and one of them is a field goal so like it's just it's a really bad stat line and you hate it for him and you hate this whole season for him but yeah, I agree with you. Like that kind of seems to be a, the exact opposite of what you want to do. It's like it puts salt into the wound, if you will. Yeah. And you're, and you're telling people like he's the best and pe- like people aren't dumb. You know? <laughs> like People are, aren't like, wow, you know, Jerry's right. Zeke is awesome. You know, it, and like it doesn't help that Tony Pollard um, looks awesome. And not only does Tony Pollard. 21 personnel. Awesome. That was that. That was during the game. I saw that at one yeah. point. 
that was awesome. At one point, I think they were even in 22 personnel. I haven't rewatched, but um, still really awesome to see. But like Tony Pollard has had a serious glow up here. He was one of my winners because not only is he a more explosive runner than Zeke at this point, Zeke's thing has always been, or one of his things, I don't want to diminish his game, but like, he's a great blocker. Like he's a great blocking running back. He was one of the slobs at Ohio state, whatever that Amari touchdown, Tony Pollard threw a huge block on and it is the Ohio state. You're right. Uh, but that like, that's like, so now Tony Pollard can block like, you know, like I, I just, I don't know, like what I, I mean this seriously. I know it sounds like a joke, but like, what does Zeke bring that Tony Pollard doesn't at this point? Wow. That's a quote. <laughs> I just yawned because I, I, I lost my breath. <laughs> I, I love Zeke and it would be awesome and chaotic in a fun way if he continued to be awesome. Cause then it would like stir up the like running backs don't matter debate, sure. but like all Zeke is right now is like the poster for like everything that, you know, running backs don't matter. People like sort of stand for. And that's like, it is amazing to me, not only how bad this season has gone, but it's almost like this season said, Hey, Jerry, all those things that you did, I'm going to literally prove to the world how stupid you are (laughs) because like all of those things are being highlighted every week. And it's, it's like, it is in a, a lot of ways, like the worst possible season for like the Cowboys front office specifically, um, which is kind of amazing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So I want to ask you before I uh, close this out, and I'm going to close this out on a high note, just so everyone knows. I know this has been a downer, but in the true spirit of Little Victory Mondays, which is what, dang it, I'm going to make sure we carry that thought process through, you guys. Um, in terms of the Jalen commentary, um, do you feel like, you know, he had like a flash there and like you, 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 really hope that LVE, like he was, he talked about it after the game. He's like, I could have thrown a better block, but I was afraid I was going to get called on it. And he could have had that, you know, pick six. Like that would have been amazing. Is that redemption? Or are you still like, yeah, I mean, you just did your job. Like you get paid to do that and you did it. So like, congrats, like pat on the back, but like move along. I am not going to bag on Jalen for an interception. Like, you know, he did his job and it would have been cool if he had scored, especially because the Cowboys didn't end up scoring. Um, It was a really, again, he's, he's a lot faster than me. I'll, I'll say, but it was a seemingly really slow trudge towards the end zone. Um, It, it would have been cooler if somebody else had intercepted that ball. Um, I, I totally get Leighton Vander Esch's, you know, thought process and logic. Um, so I don't fault him for that either, but I think 
like I, I think Jalen Smith being the one to like return an interception four yards shy of the end zone. And then every, everything like, like him doing the seemingly most correct thing. And then everything else collapsing is the most like perfect ironic sort of like statement for who the 2020 Cowboys have been. Like it is emblematic of their flaws in a lot of way that like their deepest flaw, they're like Achilles heel had this like moment of lifting them up and then like everything else around him collapsed. Um, and so, and, and I think, I do think that Jerry must've thought, Oh, this is my chance. The guy had an interception. Let me go, let me go gas him up right now. Cause I don't, I don't get a lot of these fair opportunities. Um, and so I think that was, that was part of it, but I mean, yeah, like that's and that's like they're so bad at that in a lot of ways. And like maybe they don't care. Like maybe they just want the room on fire. But um, but the room is really hostile. And there's still uncertainty about the Baltimore Ravens Pittsburgh Steelers game. Him, and so like like they don't have like how can you ask him to have perspective when he lives in a completely different world and room in, in general? Like how could he possibly have perspective? <laughs> that's fair um is it like like a like an influenza sort of like situation here um i guess um it's it it's a like and to be clear like i'm at the point yesterday was a day of like thanksgiving i'm very thankful for my job and the great people we have at btb yourself included and the fun like this is super painful but it's fun right um and so like it, like you could you could be the lions like there's no fun in that like that's just pain um this at the very <laughs> least no is yeah like this Matt is at Patricia the very least the defensive coordinator for lsu counted oh god um wow a team with scott linehan and matt patricia uh, <laughs> um, but um i don't know it's it's a we're barely getting to December and everything is already on fire. So I'm kind of excited to see like how much worse it can get because it does feel like worse is on the way. Um, and, and as, as long as things stay the way they are, they're, they're going to stay on that track. But um, I'm excited. To, I, I feel like the, the like Alfred gift, like I, I'm not excited to watch the world burn. Sure. Um, but, but like, you're like, I feel like you're like, dude, I've got two front row tickets to watching the world burn. You want to come with me? And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's stop and get a bite to eat on the way. Like, let's, yeah. let's make it a night. And a so that's sandwich. how I kind of feel. Right. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. I have so many pain memes just stored away that I, I'm going to, that's my, that's my going to be my shtick from, from now moving forward. Like nothing positive can happen to me anymore. So I'm just <laughs> going to, <laughs> you need to, you need to take like a picture of yourself in your gown with like, like oh, yeah. full out, like, like makeup done and yeah. stuff, like everything yeah. all like ready. And then just like standing in front of like a Cowboys game <laughs> with the score 41 to 16, like that would, that, that like meme yourself at this point. Maybe I can have like my makeup like cr from crying, like the crying makeup. Like that would be good. That'd right. be actually more appropriate. Like the girl that gets dumped on prom night. Like this is like a prom dress too. Like again, like the unreasonable, the level of unreasonableness, unreasonable, <laughs> and unreasonable nality. That's the word. Count it. Um, is high. Okay, so just let me live. Um, um I hope. I hope it. I hope it finds a great occasion. Uh <laughs> It's, it's it is a blue sequin. It's a navy and silver. Dang it! It's a cowboy's gown. Oh my gosh! I subconsciously bought a cowboy's gown. Wow! 
this is where we're yeah, at. It's th- that's how you're compartmentalizing. Like, and, it, it, and oh it's like, gosh. it's, it's like, how do I make something beautiful out of out this of, mess? Out of this track. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, the sequence dress, like that's, that's who you are now, Kelsey. Yeah. And, and you're, you're the mascot for this. I'm going to wear it every little victory Monday. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a couple horrible stats and then I'm going to ask us to close it out on a high note because um, our friend of the, of the show and just friend in general, Bobby belt tweeted something that made me really sad. He said, this is the fifth time Dallas has allowed 34 points or more at home, which is the most in a season in franchise history. So that's sad. Uh, our guy, Rob Phillips tweeted at one point, three red zone trips today, three field goals. That's sad too. There's another sad thing that I had. Oh, here it is. Antonio Gibson is the first rookie to score three touchdowns as a rookie on Thanksgiving since Randy Moss. So um, we're really great. Let me just say this. I'm happy for him on that. But if you are a running back trying to make it in the league, come to Dallas. And by come to Dallas, I mean visit Dallas on an opposing team. Like that's – you're welcome. We're here for you. We are your glow up. Like I, I went to the university of Kansas as my, for a freshman, as a freshman. And so I'm very used to teams being on top 10 sports center hits for the wrong reasons. Like the team you're making plays against, like that's who we are for running backs. So, um, I, um, I have two sad stats for you myself. Okay. Um, so, um, this is a segment. (laughs) Sad stats. Um, the Dallas Cowboys had an, I, so I remember when the Washington football organization uh, tweeted that they uh, were changing their name, obviously, and, and going forward as the Washington football team this past offseason. I tweeted something like the last game that the Washington franchise will have ever played under their old name was, I think, a 47 to 16 loss to the Dallas Cowboys. And like all these Cowboys fans are like, woo, we own them, blah, blah. And like, generally speaking, the Cowboys had a lot of success against yeah. Washington sure. in, in that era of their franchise. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys have never defeated the Washington football team. They are 0 and 2 against the football team, uh, which is <laughs> really sad to think about. That's um, so now- sad. Now, um, check this one out. The last time that the Cowboys were swept by Washington was 2012. Um, They also played the AFC North that year, like they're playing the AFC North this year. Um, That Thanksgiving, the Dallas Cowboys lost to Washington. It was their first game against Washington that season, not their second like it was uh, yesterday. Um, But that Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day 2012, was the last time before yesterday that the Houston Texans had visited Detroit. The last time... Last two times that the Texans have visited the Detroit Lions was 2012 and 2020. Both of those games were on Thanksgiving Day. Both of those times, the Texans won, and then right after, Washington blasted the Dallas Cowboys. It was RG3 then. It was Alex Smith now. Both seasons were the last times that Washington swept the Cowboys. So a lot of common denominators there. None of them good. All of them sad. Um, So, uh, yeah um it's it's all pain it's all pain all the way around every single way that you look sad stats literally i'm that's the new segment it's little victory mondays and sad stats so we're going to lead with sad stats and then we'll go into little victories okay so i need you to pick like two or three i'll go first because i already have them written down um so my (laughs) by default um my little victories i'm going to go ahead and give my first little victory out to the halftime performance kane brown um because the, the fake halftime performance though yes. it was a it was I, I did not know that 
Yeah, hey. I, I guess I should have because it was like nighttime. Yeah. But I did not know that. That was super interesting. I wonder if that's how the Super Bowl will be this year, too. Well, OK, so I have the scoop because one of my best friends is the one that did it. So oh, um, excuse me. Excuse you're me. You're welcome. Katie Stevens, y'all shout out Katie Stevens for being a boss and Corey Miller and putting that whole thing together. So they had to record that a few weeks ago because no one is allowed on the field because of COVID. So I'm sure that's what's going to have to happen with the Super Bowl. So that's why that that's why they had to pre-record it. Um, and then of course, like they had to do all the CDC guidelines and make sure like everyone's six feet apart. So like you'll see like you know, and then they had like their masks on, like the cheerleaders were in masks, like all that stuff. And then even you know, but it was kind of cool though. Like it was basically a music video, um, which right. I thought it looked really neat. And you know, they did like the marshmallow mashup, which was dope. And so um, I was entertained. It was very. It was a totally different experience watching a music video on the Jumbotron during Thanksgiving for the halftime performance. Like that was the first time I've ever done that. Um, but it was still really neat. Like they turned the house lights down and like actually like kind of did the LED boards and all that. So it was cool. That was my first one. So I do think that will happen for Super Bowl, FYI. Um, my second one would be Randy Gregory and his facts. Let's go, Randy. I was very pumped for him on that that man is he should have been playing a long time ago let me just say that but i'm very happy that he is back now very happy that he got back on the field after that little mishap because i was very nervous about that um so high poking the eye yeah my cat just literally wow. that was awesome <laughs> leave that in don't cut that out that was awesome. the most cat thing ever yeah <laughs> um okay so a few things here first of all um on the subject of the halftime show what broke my brain was that the cowboys youtube channel like it was immediately up like after it aired live which like added to the effect of like whoa i've just been hoodwinked here um so it's just kind of crazy uh in that capacity but um i guess if i have to find two little victories one would be I really have, and I think everybody shares this sentiment, become a huge fan of Dalton Schultz this year, which yes. makes me upset with, with how the Cowboys brought Jason Witten back last year, but I digress. Um, but go back and watch the second fourth down that the Cowboys converted or tried to convert rather. Um, it was so funny because on the first one, the bad pass to CD lamb, the bad decision or play call, I should say um, Dalton got called for unnecessary roughness. And so on the second one, when there was that skirmish after the fourth down, Dalton was like away from the entire pile and put his hands up. Like, you know, like, like he was like, I, there's no unnecessary roughness here. Like I'm totally, it reminded me of, do you remember, uh, when the Cowboys went to Philadelphia to play DeMarco Murray for the first time and Dan Bailey got called for like yes! what, whatever it was on the sideline. Oh my and, gosh. And, I forgot and, about that. Yeah. And, and then like, <laughs> like three plays later, DeMarco ran to the sideline again and Dan Bailey was there and like put his hands up and was like, I'm nowhere near this guy. It was so funny. So it reminded me of that. I might go clip those two plays and make a video. Now that I, I hope you do. Cause that's fantastic. I forgot about that. That's hilarious. But so that's my first little victory. My second is um, kind of like a compass salt. Like it's kind of a victory, but also like some shade, I guess. Um, I'll assign the victory to Hunter Nieswander. Um, had a 58-yard punt. It was so nice to see a functional punter again for the Cowboys. And I feel like this really um, highlighted 
the fact that they have stuck on with Chris Jones for way too long. The fact that Hunter shows up and right away, boom, can can punt like a awesome, not like I don't say awesome, but like a relatively good punter. It's clearly not that difficult to find somebody to replace Chris Jones. So maybe the Cowboys can accept that idea moving forward. Um, it was this was a really tough game to find little victories out of. So I appreciate you challenging my brain. Well, you're welcome for that. <clears throat> and I appreciate you hopping on our podcast and hanging out with us today on this Black Friday. Um, you guys can go ahead and buy RJ all the Black Friday things. He's looking for a PS5. Um, <laughs> I probably, maybe I need some shoes for my new dress. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure you could probably buy me a lot of things, like some accessories for my cats. Um, some hope. Or a new a new vase or vase or whatever your cat just knocked over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> He literally, so, cause I'm not letting this video see the light of day because, you know, um, I look atrocious today. So, you know, RJ is the only one that gets hashtag blessed with that. But my cat just walked behind me on my chair, on my set that I'm always sitting at. And he just decided to like full, full go cat and like knock one of my books off of the shelf on my set. So, um, cause that's, yeah, what well, you didn't see it. Like I, I saw it cause I'm, I'm watching you obviously. And sure. it was legitimately like, like he threw his fist. Like, yeah. you know, it wasn't like he, he walked by it. Like he legitimately, like it was like an, an attack. Uh, so I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. Like the cat swat where they just like push things off the counter. Like he did that. Like, um, like Montez sweat against Andy Dalton at the okay. end. Mm -hmm. Like, so sorry, but you know, I don't, that's so weird that I missed that. Cause I'm watching myself too, but I guess you have a better point of view. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I have one last thing, Kelsey. Um, yeah. so I believe that they have a positive record in them, but I am not a fan of the color rush jerseys. I feel like no good ever really happens. Um, let really? me walk you through the color rush jerseys. As far as I remember things, um, in 2015, that was the debut of the color rush jersey with Dez. The Carolina Panthers. Um, well, Des was there too, but well, that was, but Des Tony was like Ramos. the actual, like, like the model for the color rush. When right, 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 right. That's what I was referring to. Um, well, so the first time they wore them was Tony Romo's last start uh, in the NFL. Um, so when they lost on Thanksgiving to the Carolina Panthers, who it was like Ron Rivera was there that day. Um, a year later, uh, in 2016, they wore them in Minnesota and they got a win. So cool right there in 2017, they wore them the Thursday after Thanksgiving and Des caught his last touchdown as a cowboy in that Jersey. So like, this is a really like marked Jersey, as far as I'm aware, um, not cool. Um, and actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't his last touchdown, but it was, it was the record breaking touchdown. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, so Recap. it was, it was still, uh, but still like some sense of sadness and Dak got, briefly got hurt in that game, uh, against Washington at the time, Washington wore those awful, all like yellow uniforms, yeah. uh, but whatever, 20, 2018, they wore those jerseys against the new Orleans saints, the big win. So cool. That one don't have a single problem with, um, sure. I actually am struggling to remember when they wore them last year off the top of my head now um but um this did not go well was uh, it is in my new point. york no they do the white pants in new york yeah um, that's why so. i was like yeah i don't remember hang on hang on if you buy me a second while we're recording here and everybody can hear this um let me really look here they really wore, bad bad time oh they they wore them um in new england last year so again didn't exactly go well. Um, and so, and they wore them on Thanksgiving this year and it was a disaster. So I know that like from a record standpoint, you know, it's not like they're zero and five or something, but I just feel like 
it, it is it is not a good energy when the color rush jerseys run. It's a great look. Don't get me wrong, but I just you know not a fan at this point. Like just hmm. stay away. It's probably wise of you to avoid it from now on moving forward. So people shouldn't buy them either, is what you think as well. Like don't go to the pro shop on Black Friday and buy a buy a color rush. Well, if you're gonna buy a jersey this year, um, I actually um, this is my last random point because I know we've got to get out of here. But oh, I'm we don't a fan gotta go nowhere. Of, <laughs> I, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm getting like, paid overtime season. for this. I'm charging you. Um, so my point is I think it would be cool to buy a jersey with the like 60th anniversary patch because it's cool, right? It's a cool okay. patch. However, awesome? yeah, they are. But however, if you buy that jersey with that patch, you will forever remember that that patch was worn this season. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe don't do that this year. Um, if you're going to buy a jersey, buy a CD Lamb jersey. Buy, buy the classic white CD Lamb jersey. You can't go wrong there. That's my, my take there. Hmm. I just think that in reality, what probably has tanked this season, honestly, truly, if we're going to talk jerseys, the patch was the sea foam. That's a great point. In, and the patch thing, by the way, Kelsey, um, 10 years ago, all right, the last time that the Cowboys had a rookie first round wide receiver who they gave number 88 to. All right. 10 years ago, the Cowboys wore a 50th anniversary patch. Um, the last time that they wore a patch on their jerseys, their starting quarterback, Tony Romo was injured and lost for the season in a home game against the New York giants. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that really happened. I mean, like, you know, it's, I mean, it is what it is. Like, what can, and, and the, the year before, the year before, a wide receiver had announced himself on the team wearing number 19. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, you know what we're going to do? I'm pitching this show to you right now as we speak. We're starting our own podcast and it's just going to be, a, you need oh, one of those. Or it could just be like it could be like a little mini YouTube series. I don't know. I gotta figure this out. But it's gonna be called Sad Stats, featuring our Dane Kelsey. Sad Stats. Okay. And Sad Stats and Conspiracy Theories. Sad Stats and Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> this the world needs this right now. Do you realize? Yeah. Like you think I'm joking, but I'm not. Is this our Monica? What's his name? Moment. Yeah, Monica Ross, uh, the Gellers. Um, yeah. Hey. Um, but so look, all of that aside, yeah. um, you know, if, if you can find a Cowboys Jersey on sale on black Friday, do it. If you don't want to buy a Cowboys Jersey, Kelsey needs some stuff to go with her dress. And so if you're, yeah. if you're in a giving mood, yep. you know, there's, there's uh, a lot of ways, um, you know, go to ahead go about and do this. That. I would encourage you guys to shop small though, because little small businesses do need your help this holiday season, especially in COVID. So, um, when you can do that, but RJ, thanks for hanging out on Girls Talking Boys. I appreciate you <laughs> coming and um, dealing with just the disaster that is this Friday. So, um, you know, someone had to do it. We all need a hug every now and then. And I say this all the time and it gets repetitive, but it is to me when I was like in high school and watching the Cowboys, like I would have loved for like, <laughs> 
the way blog and the boys exist now to like have existed then and like had a network of people to like share that like ridiculous passion with. And so like, while I get and acknowledge that this is a really painful Dallas Cowboys season at the end of the day, it is the sickest thing in the world that like we can all come together and hang out and talk and enjoy it and, and get through it together. Shout out to, um, to fam that cause you know, family and friends are a cool thing. Hey, and if that's not a little victory, I don't know what it is. So we're going to end on that note. RJ, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Um, make sure y'all subscribe to the Blog and Voice podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. We're also on YouTube, so go ahead and find us there. RJ, um, you've got a couple shows you're on that are not solely Blog and Voice specific. Go ahead and tell the people where they can listen to you outside of just on the BTV feed, please. Uh, well, uh, I host a show on Mondays on the SB Nation NFL show feed. You can subscribe to that podcast on all major podcast platforms as well. And actually, uh, the show I host is Monday Football Monday, which obviously is on Mondays. But we did a special Friday edition uh, this Thanksgiving week, and we called it Friday Football Friday. Myself and Brandon Lee Gowden, my counterpart from Bleeding Green Nation, SB Nation's the Eagles site. We got together. We briefly talked Texans-Lions. There wasn't a lot to go on about there. Then we talked about the Cowboys game. We talked about the state of the NFC East. And uh, I'll ask you, Kelsey, as I leave, what non-Cowboys team would you want to see the NFC – or want to see win the NFC East? Like, what would bother you the least? We're gonna we're gonna have more episodes and, and flesh this out later, but um, but Brandon and I agreed coming from both the Cowboys and the Eagles. Giants. Mm, you're wrong. That's okay. I don't know. I'm gonna go Giants right now because I feel less bitter towards them compared to everyone else. Mm. Um, yeah, I they're the only NFC's team that hasn't beaten the Cowboys. So maybe that's why. That's I think that's why. That's my that's my answer at the moment. <laughs> well, um, whatever the case, Giants Washington Meg isn't here. I will do this for her. Uh, Cowboys forever and <laughs> Eagles and apparently happiness for never. Bye guys. <laughs>